right sit back relax grab a brew i don't know whatever your favorite tipple is whenever you listen to these podcasts i thought this one might be a slightly longer one as we're going to talk through everything that happened at season 10 for red star fc hi my name is dupe and welcome to a dupe scoop and i take a big inhale of breath because it's been a good season it's been an okay season it's been a typical red star season so uh, when we last met you uh, or we spoke about you uh, i spoke to you and we had just got to i think christmas time i think we got to actually i don't think it was even that late was it but let me just give you a roundup of everything so we're going to start from the bottom up so we'll talk about the champions league first we were drawn up against leipzig atletico and and salzburg very tough group leipzig are kind of doing very well in germany as well so they're slightly better than what we probably would have hoped and atletico is atletico it was very tight it was very tense uh we had we had some difficult results but we had some positive results we beat Atletico at home 1-0 on match day one. We lost. Uh, we beat Salzburg 3-1 on match day two. We lost to Leipzig. <sighs> the Leipzig loss was, was brutal. It was match day three. A win here would have basically put one foot into the next round, into the knockouts. And that was kind of where we were aiming to, to get to. But a 22nd minute sending off for one of our players, it just kind of threw everything up against the wall. Richard for Leipzig scored on the 65th minute. We scored on the 71st minute with Canero, the new DLP wonder kid uh, that we sold Soiki for, and we, we brought this guy in. And then Richard managed to score in the 83rd to make it 2-1 to Leipzig. We then drew to Leipzig in the next kind of, because that was the middle fixture. And this, this result hurt me the most, to be honest. We were 2-0 up. Roy, the young lad that we brought in on a free transfer, who we'll get to very shortly, scores a brace. It's 36th minute and 57th. And then Leipzig. <laughs> Leipzig didn't do anything all game. And then in the 90th minute, they scored. Richard, that man again, scored in the 90th minute. And then he scored in the 91st minute to, to make it two all, which put us on to 10 points, two games to go. It was, it was looking like there could have been potential. It wasn't too painful. What could have happened with that, with, with such, no, to be fair, the, one of the easier game, we have to go and play Salzburg and we have to play Atletico, who we've already beat. We play Atletico next um, at Atletico. And, uh, well, we lose 5-2. I mean, we, we scored an own goal. We gave away a penalty. They were 3-0 up after after 20 minutes. Jared Bowen getting two of them, which pains me to say. <laughs> An Englishman against us. Um, and, yeah, we were just not good enough there. Uh, and then we went and played Salzburg final game, and we managed to scrape a 3-2 win, giving us 10 points. However, Leipzig finished on 13 and Atletico finished on 12 points. So we went out third in the group. Salzburg didn't even register a single win. They scored four goals and three of them were against us in one game. Um, so, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't the best. So we dropped down to the Europa League um, and we played standard in the first knockout round. And to be fair, talking of standard, the standard of opposition in this in this competition was ridiculous real madrid monaco liverpool Borussia dortmund benfica 
Nice. I mean, Seville. I mean, some of these teams are just incredibly good, right? So it was difficult to say you know especially with the fact that porto went through group winners so they were still they were still in the competition arsenal was there wolfsburg was there her for berlin via real bournemouth as well i will i mean i don't want to get down that story but we played standardly as we drew one all at home um poor game just did not turn up and then standard beat us away from home two nil with an 89th minute and an, a 90th minute as we were pushing. They were, had the away goal. We had to push. So we got knocked out of the Europa League in the first knockout round. And that, in all honesty, was dreadful. Uh, the board were not happy with me not qualifying for the knockout rounds of the Champions League. I can only but imagine that they are incredibly infused with me. Uh, sorry, not incredibly infused with me for actually getting knocked out of the Europa League at the first chance. So, uh yeah <laughs> we'll skip over that so europe didn't go to plan coupe de francais could that have been a little bit different uh we rock up in the ninth round uh winning three nil comfortable win and if you know anything about the the french fa cup so to speak you play three very quick rounds back to back we then played in the 10th round, 1-5-2. Just to, get, we, to be fair, we got very lucky with the draws. These were in like non, not long league French, but they're down in the National or the National uh, competition, so it's quite a bit easier. We then got Marseille in the 11th round. Marseille in the league are absolutely flying. Um, we switch system here um, and try a three up top. Basically, my strikers, I've got five good strikers or five players that can play striker very well. And they're complaining that they're not all get. They're, basically, they're complaining that I'm rotating them too much. I've got a couple of them complaining that we're not playing them enough when they are playing very, uh, you know, high amount of games. So I decided to switch to a three up top. So we're playing a four three three. Still have the double mezzes. We have a, uh, an advanced playmaker in the middle. We still have our two inverted wing backs. We are pushing. We are just trying to score goals, and you will see in a second what happens when we switch to that. When we talk about the league um and you can see the change up but uh it, it does score goals i will be honest it also concedes a hell of a lot of goals as well the marseille game was that basically uh we won 6-3 um a hat-trick for marco and uh, marcus and antonio uh pavlov got a one rory got one callum hall got one and then blaze got three for marseille in the quarters we played montpellier still playing the same system uh, just touch upon previously two games before we played Mon Montpellier in the league and we drew with them two all. We we were still playing at that time in the draw our uh, our normal system our four four two, but for the for the cup I was kind of testing it, and we switched to the the, the three up top and we beat them five three. Uh, Hall, Pavlov, Antonio, and Francesco all getting goals. And to be fair, one of their goals was incredibly late. In the semi-final, we've had we got drawn against Monaco away. Monaco being, you know, one of the big teams in France at the, at the moment. They have kind of fallen away slightly. Uh, and we were very lucky to beat them 4-0. Um, we did very well, to be fair. Uh, again, the system we played, it was it was a good system. Uh, Zach getting a goal, Hall getting a goal. That man you're gonna hear me say a lot about. And then it's the final. And you'll never guess who we had to play in the final. <laughs> yep, PSG. PSG on a neutral ground. 
yeah, neutral ground, Stade de France. Um, so very neutral. It was good. Um, it started off very good after 16 minutes. Roy gets through and scores a goal. We're 1-0 up. We are playing a highly aggressive, highly attacking, highly dangerous system against PSG. PSG still having players such as Mbappe, Vinicius Jr. They still have, and they still have pace, okay? Still have really good pace. So uh, Vinicius Jr. scores on, uh, then, it, sorry, then it gets to halftime, still 1-0 up. Then Vinicius Jr. scores on the 58th minute, and we push. And I just think, do you know what? We've got nothing to lose. Um, we are the underdogs. We're not expected to win. We've never won silverware on this save yet. I'm not expecting to win this. So let's just push. Let's just push. Let's just push. And then it goes to extra time. <laughs> so like, we, we kind of, we, we created a lot of chances. Um, we probably should have scored. Um, but definitely, I will say this and be open and honest. PSG had three or four absolute clear-cut Guilt-edge chances that, that, that they should have scored. And they didn't. I thought maybe it's our day. I thought that also on the 95th minute when Jason Williamson pops up. Uh, the, the Scotsman steps up and scores for us in the 95th minute. The excitement, the limbs, it only lasts for five as Mohamed gets a goal for PSG. So it's free, to, it's free all. Uh, sorry, two all. Um, and uh, on, on the 100th minute, so with 10 minutes to go, 20 minutes to go, uh, five of the first half, we just try and shut up shop. I play super defensive. I'm just like, let's just go for penalties. We're not, we, we're getting hit on the counter too much. So we drop our two midfielders, our two mezzes back down to DMs and one on a, uh, a deep line playmaker support. One has a, just a, a standard DM. Um, I get my two wingers pulled, well, one of my strikers pulled back and we bring a winger on and we just play two strikers, one in behind the other, or a shadow striker and then an advance forward. The ball gets played over the top by my right back on the 104th minute, just before the second, the, the end of the first half of extra time. Pavlov brings it down. He, he, he kind of like drops his shoulder to one, goes into the opposite direction and bullets it top corner, runs to the crowd. 104th minute, we score. And that is, ladies and gentlemen, the final goal of the game, which means we won the Coupe de France, um, not a massive achievement, um, to be honest, I would have expected to have done better and won it before, but it's a trophy nonetheless, it's silverware nonetheless, so I'm very grateful for that, however, we have won the battle, can we win the war, that is what you're, you're asking, so what we're going to go is we're going to just talk through the league now, and I appreciate we've rambled on a little bit, I'm not going to tell you any of this, this, the player stats just to set just yet because, well, it's a very interesting story and I want this story to kind of develop on its own. So I'm going to take just jump straight forward to Christmas and we're going to fly through this, I promise. Okay, so Christmas, the last game of the year, we play PSG. We are three points behind PSG. A win, because our goal difference was okay, a win would put us above PSG. And we would go into the new year, top of the league. However, <laughs> we lose to PSG and we pick up five injuries to very key people. Abubakari gets injured, so our first choice left back. Jace Decanio gets injured, our first choice centre back. 
um, Amari Zach gets injured, our right winger, and uh, Daniel Alves, one of our messes, gets injured. And to be fair, this is very much where the change came. So we had good squad depth, but we had nobody that I was comfortable playing out on the right wing that could do what Zach could do. So we finished a game with, with nine men um, because we just couldn't, well, nine outfield players because that, sorry, no, nine men, yeah, because they were all had to go off. So we had two, three, yeah, three subs and then two extra injuries, crikey. Um, and they beat us 5-1. Um, and you can see that it was kind of around about the 60th minute that they, <laughs> that they, uh, that all of our injuries happened and they scored three goals within like four minutes. We just didn't have the team. And they sat back and just laughed at us basically. Uh, so that's what made us change. And like the next game was the first game back of, of 2030. And um, we were we were trying out this new system free up top. We played Monaco in the league. We beat them 4-2. We drew with Bordeaux with a with a 91st minute own goal for them. Uh, for, sorry, for us. Daniel Maldini scored for Bordeaux and then conceded a um, an own goal to us. And then we hit a sticking point. We played Lille, we drew 2-all. Um, we played Montpellier, we drew 2-all. We played Marseille, we drew 2-all. So three back-to-back 2-alls. PSG move 11 or 12 points clear. I can't remember exactly. It was double figures. We then went to Nantes and we beat them 3-1. Uh, good, good, strong victory. Uh, having some of our injuries back, we still stuck with the free up top system. And I'm pleased to say... From the Marseille game of drawing two all, we go on an incredible run of victories. So we beat uh, Nantes, we beat Leon 2 0, Angers 2 1, Nice 3 1, Lorient 3 0, Strasbourg 3 0, we beat Nims 8 0, 8 nil like the result was just tremendous they did have a player sent off uh pavlov gets a hat trick uh we have a couple of 9.3s it was just tremendous um we beat saint etienne uh four nil we beat fcm sm six two we beat breast three one and things are looking up we are four points behind psg going into the cup final with them. We beat them in the cup final and we have just May left to play. We play Toulouse. We don't play Toulouse, but we play Toulouse. <laughs> we then play Saint-Étienne, PSG and Rems. PSG play, I don't think they played anybody very difficult. They played, oh, they do, they play Lyon, Angers, us and Lorient. So, to put the top maximum pressure on, we go out and we beat Toulouse 2-1. PSG lose to Lyon 4-3. We are a point behind them. Simple as that. A point behind them. We win our remainder of our three games and we win the league. It is as straightforward as you like. Um... Sorry, we're two points behind them. We win our remainder two games, uh, three games, and we win the league. We play Saint Etienne, we beat them 2 1. They played Angers and they beat them. And then we play PSG. Quite possibly the most important game of my managerial career at Red Star. If we beat PSG here, we then go and play Stad Ren. 
to lift the title. We just have to match PSG's results. Having beat Stad Ren previously in the season and the fact that they have literally nothing to play for, I was pretty confident that we could do that. However, what we did have to do was beat PSG, something that we have done a couple of times, just not recently. Pavlov steps up in the seventh minute and scores. We are 1-0 up after seven minutes. Vinicius Jr. steps up, 13th minute and scores. Daniel Alves goes off injured. And I'm trying to make a few subs. Trying to, sorry, trying to make some changes. And as I'm making the changes, PSG's left back goes straight through Zach and gets sent off on the 29th minute. It's one all. The 29th minute, they get a player sent off. And I am thinking, this is it. They could not have handed this to me any easier. So we make a few changes. I'm not going crazy. I'm just trying to keep structured, keep, keep sensible, and almost forgetting that they've got that player sent off. Vinicius Jr. makes a lovely run down the left-hand side and squeezes the ball underneath our goalkeeper on the 32nd minute. Three minutes after getting a player sent off, they go and score. And then we see highlight after highlight after highlight after highlight. And just nothing coming. It's just not dropping. It's hitting the post. It's landing to their player. The keeper saves it. It goes out for a corner. They head it off the line. It's just ridiculous. And to round it all off, in the 86th minute, Vinicius Jr. breaks away as we are pushing. At the end, we had to push. Vinicius Jr. makes it 2-1. 3-1 uh, uh, with, with literally four minutes to go. Now, the concerning thing I had was that PSG then pulled away for four points, okay? The concerning thing that I had was I'm looking over my shoulder. As Leon are winning, they are now a point behind us in second place. It's so tight at the top. PSG win the league by winning this game. It's confirmed. It's done. There's no one catching them. They finish the game. Oh, sorry. Zach gets a 95th win, minute uh, consolation goal. Like nothing important at all. So we go into Stad Ren needing second to win to get second place or to match Leon's results. Now, something I'm not sure if I've mentioned in the past, but our coefficiency has dropped. Top gets group stage, second gets group stage, third gets the path, third qualifying round of the Champions League, and then fourth gets the Europa League spot, the only Europa League spot that we have, and then fifth and sixth get the Europa qualifier, conference qualifying round, three and two. Um, so we go and we play uh, we play Stad Ren, who I think eleventh, and Leon play Bordeaux, and Bordeaux need to win to get into Europe. We we blew the joint out. I'm going to be honest with you. We were dreadful. We were awful. Eight minutes in, twenty uh, they scored. Twenty minutes in, they scored. We're two nil down, but the consolation that we had is that Leon gets a player sent off after 33 minutes St um, Bordeaux go on win 2-0 so our result is absolutely pointless PSG obviously win so they they win the title on a, at a canter now it looks very easy for them but we we are very lucky to get second place by a point even though we lost our final game so that's it that's the kind of the build of the roundup there. We don't win the league. We don't win the champion. We don't do anything in the Champions League or Europa League. But what we do do is we do lift our first title. And I also said do do without laughing. Um, 
So let me just talk you through some of these players because some of these players are, are, are just awesome. And I want to give you a little, little kind of knowledge of what's happening going forward. So our top performer, in my eyes, has to have been Roy. The guy that we got in on a free transfer from, uh, from Turkey comes in. He is currently valued at 65 million pounds. He played 48 games throughout the season, uh, coming off the bench three times. But in the league, he played 33 games, scored 29 goals and eight assists, averaging 7.40. Champions League, he played eight games and scored nine goals with three assists. How we didn't qualify with him, I would never know. The other one to mention would be Callum Hall, 44 games, 36 goals and eight assists. And an incredibly special mention to Daniel Lady Alves, who we signed on a free three years ago. He managed to clock up 38 games in the league, 11 goals, 15 assists, and one contract not signed. So unfortunately, I could not get him to sign a contract. We brought him in on a free. We absolutely played him to death. He played so well for us. We were so chuffed with him. We just could not get him to sign a contract. So, unfortunately, he is leaving in the summer. Pavlov for his first season with us. 28 game, uh, goals in 35 games and 15 assists. Absolutely tremendous. Um, we had uh, Francesco. We brought in from... I think that was the... I think he was the Real Madrid geezer. No, Liverpool geezer. Uh, he was our top performer. 7.44 average. Eight goals, 20 assists, 27 years of age. We do have a fixed fee if we would like to purchase him. It's 62 million. I will get onto budgets very shortly. <laughs> but as you can probably guess, it's not that amount. Um, yeah, that was basically it. There's a few players that now wants to be shipped out, and this is our issue. Zach wants to leave. Decanio wants to leave. Pavlov wants to leave. Paul wants to stay. We've just signed Roy to a new contract, so that's great. We currently, we currently don't have many players at all. Um, it's going to be incredibly difficult. We have 15 players. We, we're very, we're not, we're very heavy at the top, but we've got no midfield whatsoever. I have a centre mid and a right mid that wants to leave. So we are struggling here. Finances are fine. We're looking okay. The board have um, given us a, an injection um for of cash we are we're, we're positive we're good balance we, we we pass ffp the issue that we have is that players are just very expensive now and players that we should be trying to sign are even more expensive i have a transfer budget of 19 million pounds so not a lot at all i only get 60 percent of the sales um because the club are trying to build a new stadium i believe they want to try to do um projections wise we are we're in the mud we need to try to to save some money costs are just going through the roof for everything at the moment we're getting to the stage where to get players and keep players we're having to spend the money so callum hall was always our highest earner at 91 grand a week roy comes in at 24 years of age he has the season that he has and the only hope i have is to give him a new contract and to sign him up for longer however it's 110 grand a week we break that 100 grand barrier and our pay structure is in the mud one thing i will say abubakari for example our left back who just is out and out a brilliant player he's been for, he's been with us for so long 
Abubakari. Um, he was in League Two with us. He come up to League One, and he's just been a solid performer. He's on twenty grand a week, and he's done so well for us. So we've got a lot to do. I honestly feel that probably one day in the week we'll drop another Red Star Pod once preseason finishes. It's currently half past nine. It's Sunday night. And I've been doing this all weekend and I've not been able to sign a single person. <laughs> so we are just hunting and hunting and hunting. Um, I'm waiting for a big bid. Honestly, I want to keep Roy and Hall. I think Roy and Hall would be at 22, 24. There are strikers. If we can keep them, then I'm happy. I would like to keep Zach, but I think Zach's going to leave. Um, Jace DeCanio, I'd really like to keep Jace DeCanio. He's a massive player for us. He's Argentinian, so he does class as a non-EU. However... I believe, if I am right in thinking, he does not... He's now classed as French nationality. Or he's got... He's he's, he's uh, He now classes... Oh, he's got 14 days left to gain French nationality. So he he's close to not being classed as a non-EU. If Zach leaves as well, he's, um, he's going to be... Will be freeing up a non-EU slot. Callum's got 180 days... Uh, so we've signed like a load of non-EUs, but we signed them very early on. Um, so that should really clean up some of the non-EUs we've got. Um, and we can just hope that maybe, maybe somewhere down the line, we can um, we can try and sign some players. And maybe we're going to have to go for some young, young talent again and maybe just take a little break. Uh, sit back and just see if we can get that top three slot. We've not even pushing, you know, just concentrate on getting that top three slot. Get them, get to the group stages of wherever we've got to get to, earn the money that we've got to earn, and just hope that we can we can nurture some talent because there's nothing coming through the youth, absolutely nothing coming through the youth. We are at every opportunity. We are upgrading whatever I can. I'm looking at it now. I've I've got I've got a two and a half star, maybe a two star, a two, yeah, two and a half, maybe a three at a push, but nobody that can even step in. And that's the bit. Everybody, we're having to buy everybody. Nobody's coming through. Nobody's bit like, we just can't keep doing it this way. Oh, wow. Okay, so that felt, to be fair, at the end, that felt like a bit of a rant. Um, but yes, we will be starting the season today. Um, and what I'm thinking of doing, um, to be honest, is, like I said, dropping out another pod when we, when we get to it. Uh, and maybe halfway through the first season, or the next season. But we do need to mention... The fact that we did manage to click, tick off two achievements in, in that year. Sorry about that. Uh, two achievements in that, uh, in that season. One of them was part of the furniture. We have stayed at a club for one, uh, for one club for 10 seasons. So obviously that's now our, we're now moving into our 11th season at Red Star. So that's really good. And then one of your players was selected in the World Cup Best 11. It was a World Cup year 2030. Let me uh, actually find out who won it. Because I can't remember. With all the transfer stuff, I haven't really uh, paid much attention to it. Uh, but France beat England in the World Cup final. Um, and to be fair, the, the, the player that got into it was Sten Larsen, our Danish 25-year-old goalkeeper, who is who is tremendous, by the way. Valued at 50 million quid at the moment. We brought in a couple of seasons for seasons ago for 54 million pounds. Um, we spent the money for him. And uh, yeah, he's got he's got a player of the, well in the team of the tournament. So um, yeah, it's been a t it's been a tough ride. It really has. However, we're back live tonight with with America, with uh, with our MLS save Philadelphia Union, and um, hopefully we can we can rock it over there. 
um but yeah i hope you enjoyed today's pod it's a slightly longer one i say slightly it's a very much a longer one if you are listening to this thank you very much feel free to drop me a message over on twitter uh or come and join me on twitch.tv forward slash dupe tonight at 7 p.m uh where we'll be diving deep into america but yeah peace out much love enjoy your monday i hope you have a great day and we'll speak very very soon goodbye